चैप्टर वन गणपति द स्क्राइब भगवान व्यास द सेलिब्रेटेड कंपाइलर ऑफ वेदाज वॉज द सन ऑफ ग्रेट सेज पराशर इट वॉज ही गेव द वर्ल्ड द डिवाइन इपिक ऑफ महाभारत हैविंग कंसेप द महाभारत ही थॉट ऑफ द मीन्स ऑफ गिविंग द सैक्रेट स्टोरी टू द वर्ल्ड ही मेडिटेटेड ऑन ब्रह्मा द क्रिएटर वो मैनिफेस्टेड हिमसेल्फ बिफोर हिम व्यास सल्यूटेड हिम with bowed head and folded his hands and prayed lord i have conceived an excellent work but cannot think of one who can take it down to my dictation brahma extolled vyas and said o says invoke ganapati and beg him to be your amanuensis having said these words he disappeared the says vyas meditated on ganapati who appeared before him vyas received him with due respect and sought his help lord ganapati i shall dictate the story of the mahabharat and i pray you to be graciously pleased to write it down ganapati replied very well i shall do as you wish but my pen must not stop while i am writing so you must dictate without pause or hesitation i can only write in this condition vyas agreed guarding himself however with an counter stipulation be it so but you must first grasp the meaning of what i dictated before you write it down ganapati smiled and agreed to the condition then the says begin to sing the story of mahabharat he would occasionally compose some complex stanzas which would make ganapati pause a while to get at the meaning and vyasa would avail himself of this interval to compose many stanzas in his mind thus the mahabharat came to be written by ganapati to the dictation of vyas it was before the days of printing when the memory of the land was the sole repository of books vyas first taught the great epic to his son the sage suka later he expounded it to many other disciples were it not so the book might have been lost to future generations tradition has it that narad told the story of the mahabharat to the devas while suka taught it to the gandharvas the rakshasas and the yaksha it is well known that the virtuous and the learned baisampayan one of the chief disciples vyas revealed the epic for the benefit of humanity Janmejay the son of the great king Parikshit conducted a great sacrifice in the course of which Vaisampayan narrated the story at the request of the farmer afterwards this story was as told by Vaisampayan was recited by Suta in the forest of Naimis to an assembly of sages under the lead of the Rishi Saunaka Suta addressed the assembly I had the great fortune to hear the story of Mahabharat composed by the Vyasa to teach humanity dharma and other ends of life i should like to narrate it to you at these words the aesthetics eagerly gathered around him suta continued i heard the main story of the mahabharat and the episodic tales contained therein told by baisampayan at the sacrifice conducted by king janmejay afterwards i made an extensive pilgrimage to various sacred places and also visited the battlefield where the great battle described in the epic was fought i have now come here to meet you all he then proceeded to tell the whole story of mahabharat in the grand assembly after the death of king santanu chitrangada became king of hastinapur he was succeeded by vichitravirya the later had two sons dhritarashtra and pandu the elder of the two being born blind pandu the younger brother ascended the throne in the course of his reign Pandu committed a certain offence and had to resort to the forest with his two wives where he spent many years in penance 
During their stay in the forest, two wives of Pandu, Kunti and Madri, gave birth to five sons who became well known as the five Pandavas. Pandu passed away while they were still living in the forest. The sages brought up the five Pandavas during their early years. When Yudhishthir, the eldest, attained the age of 16, the rishis led them all back to Hastinapur and entrusted them to the old grandsire Bhishma. In a short time, the Pandavas gained mastery over the Vedas and the Vedanta, as well as various other forms of art, especially pertaining to the Kshatriyas. The Kauravas, the son of the blind Dhritarashtra, became jealous of the Pandavas and tried to injure them in many ways. Finally, Bhishma, the head of the family, intervened to bring mutual understanding and peace between them. Accordingly, the Pandavas and the Kauravas began to rule separately from their respective capitals, Indraprastha and Hastinapur. Sometime later, there was a game of dice between the Kauravas and the Pandavas according to the then prevailing Chhatriya code of honor. Sakuni, who played on the behalf of the Kauravas, defeated Yudhishthir. As a result, the Pandavas had to be in exile for a period of 13 years. They left the kingdom and went to the forest with their devoted wife Draupadi. According to their conditions of the game, the Pandavas spent 12 years in the forest and the 13 year incognito. When they returned and demanded of Duryodhan their paternal heritage, the latter, who had in the meanwhile observed their kingdom, refused to return it. War followed it as a consequence. The Pandavas defeated Duryodhan and regained their patrimony. The Pandavas ruled the kingdom for 36 years. Afterwards, they transferred their crown to their grandson Parikshit and repaired to the forest, with Draupadi all clad humbly in bark of trees. This is the substance of the story of Mahabharata. In this ancient and wonderful epic of our land, there are many illustrative tales and sublime teachings. Beside the narratives of the fortune of the Pandavas, the Mahabharata is in fact a veritable ocean containing countless pearls and gems. It is, with the Ramayana, a living fountain of the ethics and cultures of our own motherland.